Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 31 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are continuing into Moses Chapter 7 in the week of January the 24th to January the 30th. And today uh, we are continuing from verse 28. This is um, just after, if you remember yesterday, we were talking about how in Enoch's vision, uh, his panoptic vision, where he sees many, many things, he sees all the inhabitants of the earth and so on. Um, He also sees Satan uh, gripping the world in chains uh, and wrapping it in darkness and and laughing and his angels rejoicing. Uh, And so we now move on to uh, verse 28, which says, And it came to pass that the God of heaven looked upon the residue of the people and he wept. And Enoch bore record of it, saying, How is it that the heavens weep and shed forth their tears as the rain as the rain upon the mountains? And Enoch said unto the Lord, How is it that thou canst weep, seeing thou art holy, and from all eternity from to, to all eternity? Um This is again similarly to how the image and impression of Satan gripping the world in chains and darkness and laughing, uh, whilst that um had a Uh, image that stuck in my mind um the image of god weeping over this was an even more impressionable thoughts and um, thing that i've reflected on when i first studied this on my mission Uh, and i thought that it was just a really fascinating insight into our heavenly father uh, and his love for us despite him um, desiring to give us our agency and being able to give us that agency that plan that he created making sure that was a very important part he still weeps when there is suffering and sin and 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 disappointment in our lives. Um, this is um, continued when Enoch uh, carries on by saying, And were it possible that man could number the particles of the earth, yea, millions of earths like this, it would not be a beginning to the number of thy creations, and thy curtains are stretched out still. Yet thou art there, and thy bosom is there, and also thou art just, and thou art merciful and kind forever. And thou hast taken Zion to thine own bosom from all thy creations, from all eternity to all eternity. And naught but peace, justice, and truth is the habitation of thy throne, and mercy shall go forth before thy face, and have no end. How is it thou canst weep? You know, for Enoch, this this idea that that God would weep um, when he is almighty, or knowing, or powerful, um, he, you know, is exalted, he lives... Um, with the power of a god he um, has peace you know for himself you know why would he weep Enoch clearly hasn't understood a very important lesson at this point and by the end of this chapter we will see that he does learn this lesson and I think it is a very fascinating uh, change that he goes through in this chapter going from where he is completely focused on him him and his city of Zion that the Lord has saved and of course, if you remember, I think it was yesterday or the day before he was talking about how how great it is that Zion has been preserved and how blessed that is. Uh, but of course, our Heavenly Father doesn't just want to bless just a fraction of his children. He wants to save and have eternal peace and and life, uh, eternal life and immortality for all of his children. Um, Enoch had thought that there was nothing but peace in being a God. He was surprised to see God weeping. And this is a very important insight um, in, for us, I think, that this agency, God cannot change. He will not change because he knows that that is part of the plan that he's created. 
And he also knows that we can't achieve our potential without making those choices for ourselves. And as such, that leaves us with the question of, well, what can we learn from this um, interaction between Enoch and um, the Lord at this point? For me personally, when I think of my children and I think of the huge importance that agency is, our Heavenly Father, our perfect loving Father in Heaven, would rather see um, millions of his children suffering, whether it's through the, the fault of other, other of his children, through the, for the actions of, of themselves, or just the natural state of the earth. He would rather see millions upon millions suffer and struggle through mortality and weep tears that will like rain, rain upon the mountains than force them to choose him and to choose the saviour as, as their saviour. This, this agency is such an important thing. And so for us as parents, we need to recognise that our children have agency as well. Yes, of course, we have a responsibility to teach them the gospel, to help them learn not just the, the dance of the gospel, but feel the music of the gospel as well, uh, in the sense that we need to teach them the things that they need to do, but more importantly, the things that they need to look out for in their thoughts and feelings related to feeling the Holy Spirit. Um, as we do that, then of course they'll come close to their saviour, but they have to choose. We, we can't force them, uh, and because that is not our Heavenly Father's plan. And I think that that, for me, is, a, is another important lesson from this interaction between um, Heavenly Father and Enoch. We see the response by the Lord in verse 32, where he says, uh, Behold, these thy brethren... They are the workmanship of mine own hands, and I give unto them their knowledge, and I gave unto them their knowledge in the day I created them, and in the garden of Eden gave I unto man his agency. And unto thy brethren have I said, and also given commandments that they should love one another, and that they should choose me, their father. But behold, they are without affection, and they hate their own blood. Close. Um, this, this real close personal response by our Heavenly Father again speaks volumes of just how much he loves and cares for every single child of his. And again, you know, we should probably make sure that we are considerate and thoughtful um, about ensuring that we um, are the same with all of our, with, with God's children, not just the ones that we are good friends with, or not just the ones that we are familiar with, or just the ones that go to church, but all of our Heavenly Father's children, we need to have that same charity and love for every single child of God. That is very difficult when you sit and ponder upon all the individuals you meet out in the world in the day-to-day, -day, in your day-to-day -day life. It involves the, the person, the colleague at work who, um, you know, has done something which has really frustrated or upset you. It includes the person who is driving on the way, you know, home from work in that rush, in that mad rush of um, vehicles and who is selfishly trying to Cut in front of you. It involves every single person. Um, and that is, I think, one of the challenges uh, is that we are consistently loving and merciful, uh, just as our Heavenly Father is loving and caring uh, for to all of his children. And then we see uh, in verse 34 what is the Lord's solution. In verse 34, he says, And the fire of mine indignation is kindled against them, and in my hot displeasure will I send in floods upon them, for my fierce anger is kindled against them. So we see here reference that there will be a flood to a wash to wash the earth anew, to begin again, uh, to have a new creation, as it were, to restart afresh and have um, mankind have another chance. Um, 
which again uh, is you know sometimes people read the or learn about the stories of the Bible and they think what a what a loving God send a flood to, to drown all of all the people. What we forget sometimes in in learning about that story, and of course we will talk about that in more detail next week. Uh, but of course, is that the Lord did give them a chance. He did send a prophet to warn them. But of course, it was their choice whether they listened or not. And again, I'm sure his tears flowed just as the rains fell and flowed upon the earth. In fact, some may say that those that those waters that covered the earth in the flood were in fact those very tears that we are learning about here in Moses chapter 7. How the Lord was so upset and so dis and so sorrowful that his children were treating each other unkindly and unfairly that violence was across the earth, that he sent forward his floods through his tears. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, we'll continue with this section tomorrow. Um, please do join us then and share what you thought about what you've studied on the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>